Welcome to Intimacy Play, a podcast by Pleasy Play. We host open discussions with world-leading experts on couples, sex, and intimacy, so you can build a more exciting, fun, and intimate relationship. I'm your host, Michaela Silva. Hi, everyone. Today, we have Elena Joy with us. She's a Canadian content creator. She makes LGBTQ content, mindfulness, and self-compassion content as well. So welcome, Elena. How are you doing? Thank you for having me. I'm good. I'm excited to be here. This is going to be a fun conversation. Yes, super fun. So anybody that doesn't know you, uh, if that's okay, I'll just go right at it. So Elena is gay. And she just recently discovered that. So I would love yeah. to explore that. Can you tell us a little bit how that happened? So how did you come out? So basically, if I start from the beginning, um, I, I grew up in a, in a really small, conservative, religious town. And so I grew up in a space where we didn't know anything about the LGBTQ community. We didn't know, we weren't taught anything about being queer or gay or bi or anything. The only reference that I heard growing up in terms of homosexuality at all was essentially gay men and that they were sinners and going to hell. That was essentially the sex ed that I received. Um, so all through my junior high, high school years, I didn't think I didn't think anything was different about my experience than any of my girlfriends. I dated boys. I had crushes on boys. Um, and so did they. So I thought, oh, this is perfectly normal. This is this is the same experience that everybody's having. Um, I, looking back, I now realize that I was in a full blown relationship with my best friend, like my female best friend. But we just didn't know it. Like we didn't have the language. We didn't. I didn't know that. I, we didn't know. And I thought I like boys, just like the other girls like boys. So this is just what close friendship feels like. This is what everybody, <laughs> how everybody feels. Um, and then after high school, I discovered the word bisexual. And I was like, oh my God, this is me. I'm bi. I, I clearly, you know, I like men. I've got, I, I had a boyfriend at this time already. Um, and I was, I had to look back over my entire high school experience and rewrite that history right? Under this new lens of bisexuality, I had to, I, I was able to understand this relationship that I had had with my friend. Um, it brought a lot of clarity. So that was probably when I was, I'm going to say that was like seven, eight years ago, um, when I kind of started to come out to my, my friends. I had a male partner. Uh, I came out to him. And then I thought, okay, I have now come out to a couple of friends. I've come out to my partner. He knows that we don't have to talk about it anymore. I never need to talk about this again. There's no point. You know, it's, it's, this is, uh, it's old news. I'm just making a fuss over nothing. Awkward conversation over. Exactly. I was like, I did it. Check. I've come out to, to my partner, which is like the most important thing at the time. <laughs> Done. A couple of years passed. Um, so now we're at about five, six years ago. And It was something that I was thinking about more and more often, the sexuality piece and women and being with women. And I thought, and then I saw a coming out video on YouTube of um, a, a beauty influencer, a beauty YouTuber, who you would have never expected to be gay. 
Like she was very stereotypical, feminine, makeup, beauty influencer, that kind of thing. And she posted a coming out video completely unexpectedly, rocked the, the, the YouTube world. And I broke down and I went to my, my boyfriend and I was like, I think I'm gay. <laughs> and <laughs> and we were like, oh, uh-oh, <laughs> what, what do we do now? Um, and we had this conversation where he's the sweetest man. So I say this to him, right? And he's like, okay, well, does that mean that you don't want to be with me anymore? And I was like, no, 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 I want to be with you. No, 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 I want to be with you. <laughs> and he's like, hmm. Oh, okay. So uh, does this mean that you don't love me anymore? And I was like, no, no, no. I love you. I love you. I want to be with you. I love you. He's like, does this mean you don't love our life together? No, I love our life. I love our life. <laughs> and so we're sitting there on my bed. I'm like tears streaming down my face. And we both just burst out laughing, right? Because we're like, Oh, silly Elena, like you can't be gay. Cause you, like, I, I love my partner. I want to be with him. I'm happy in this relationship. Can't be gay. Definitely bisexual. <laughs> Just so the, the reasoning that we came to was that, that because I had been suppressing it, because it was something that I had decided I didn't need to talk about, that it had be, become more powerful than it needed to be. And it had bubbled up in this way. So that was like five, six years ago. I decided, okay, I'm going to come out to my family. Um, and my partner was like, if this side of your sexuality is something that you want to explore, you should do that. So we started to kind of dabble in non-monogamy. Okay, so you so, opened the relationship. Yes, it, it slowly in, in stages. It wasn't like a overnight thing, but over the next five years... Yeah, we slowly kind of opened it up. Um, I came out to my family. I came out to the internet. Bisexuality is for me. This is who I am. And then uh, basically I started exploring with women, non-binary people. I started uh, dating. And I had created this whole queer life. I had created this whole separate side of my life that was like, I thought of it as like my gay life, right? Where I had my quote unquote straight life with my partner. Um, and that was like my real life. We got engaged. So we're going to get married. I'm going to have this, this typical white picket fence kind of experience. And then on the other side, I have this whole queer community that I'm building this whole other side of things. And then lockdown hit. And that queer side of my life was taken away from me, right? Because we're all quarantined, we can't. So when I started to have these panics about, uh-oh, what if I'm gay? What if I'm gay and not bi? Which is something that was happening with more and more frequency. I couldn't just run off and go like get my gay fix, you know, like go and, and spend some time in the, in the queer community and like feel better. Understand. And so, yeah, after um, maybe like, a, I guess it was, March, April, it would be like a month of lockdown. I couldn't, couldn't deny it anymore. And I was like, oh shit. And so, um, yeah, I realized that I'm gay and I had to obviously have some really hard conversations. And that was back in April, uh, had to end things with my, my, my partner and I split up, um, 
We had been together for seven years. We were engaged. That was really hard, but he's lovely. We're still friends. Everything's cool. We came out to my family, my friends, the internet. Um, and now here we are some like, what, eight months later, seven, eight months later at this point. Yes. So that brings us to today. <laughs> and that's the Sparks Notes version. And how do you feel about being gay? So how how has that shaped how you view things right now? Is is there a difference of what it was before and what it was now, what it is now? Oh, well, my internal experience is completely different. There, there were so many things that I didn't realize I was trying to convince myself of. Like I was trying to convince myself that I was happy. I was trying to convince myself that I wanted this life with a male partner. I was convincing myself that I was satisfied kind of thing. And then now it's like, ah, oh, like I, that voice is gone. I just feel like I'm, I just am myself now. And I didn't even realize how, how much space in my mind that voice was taking up until it was gone. And now it's like, whoa, <laughs> I just feel like I'm, I'm living the life that I always wanted. I always wanted to be, I always wanted relationships with women. I always wanted a future with a woman, but I, I had thought to myself, I made my choice. I was like, no, I have my partner. I love him. I've made my choice. I just don't get to live that life. And that's okay. That's just not the life I get. And now it's like, I, it, it is, it can be my life and it will be. It's amazing. I feel amazing. Makes total sense. And you touched on a point that made me really think about. So you were saying that, you know, before, um, a couple of years ago, you were actually attracted to men. And mm. in, in hindsight, you were, you were gay at the time, but you didn't know. Do you think you can be gay and still be attracted to men? Because this drives me to the question of signs that you're gay, even mm -hmm. if you think you are attracted to the other sex? Yeah, so that's a really good question. So this was hugely confusing, right? And why I thought that I was bi for so long. Because I thought that I, this attraction I had to men was like obvious. I thought it was a given. There's something called compulsory heterosexuality, which essentially means that we're taught from a very young age that being straight is the default. And we're not taught to question those attractions. So I hadn't ever sat down in the way that I sit, would sit down and think, am I attracted to women? What do I want from women? How do I feel around women? Uh-oh, trying to break that all down. I never did that with my attraction to men. I realize now, and a huge piece of me realizing that I was actually gay, is that I was confusing the enjoyment of being desired with experiencing desire myself. So I got, I enjoyed being desired by a male partner. And to me that read, I was like, oh, this is me experiencing desire. And then when I started to have experiences with women, I was like, oh, oh no, this is what it feels like to have an attraction. This is what it feels like to experience desire. Um, so that was a huge shift for me. And then also to specifically speak to attraction, learn about something called aesthetic attraction. Have you heard of this? 
you like just the, the the person's shape and form and not the actual sex of the person that's it yeah so kind of yeah so like how sexual attraction is a for, it's like you want to have sex with somebody you're sexually attracted to them there's romantic attraction you want to have romantic experiences with this person there's also something called aesthetic attraction where it's just you find them pleasing to look at and you enjoy their Exactly what you said. Their form, you enjoy the way that this person presents themselves. Sometimes it's compared to like looking at a nice scenery or a painting. You are pleased by looking at this thing. So I would experience aesthetic attraction and I would confuse that as like, oh, I'm attracted to this person. It must mean like, there we go, I'm bi because I'm attracted to them. But do I want to have sex with that person? No. Do I want to have romantic experiences with that person? No. Whereas when I think about women, it's a very different experience. But it sounds that it's very easy to get that confused, confused in your own mind because it's it's so similar, isn't it? Uh-huh. It's hard to parse these things out and we're not taught to we're not taught to question that side of sexuality at all. It's just like that's the given if you are if you are a woman You are attracted to men. If you are a man, you are attracted to women. That part's the default. That's the norm. Digging into something a little bit more personal, hopefully you're mm-hmm. okay with answering this. Mm-hmm. Um, can you be aesthetically attracted to somebody and still have sexual pleasure without being romantically attracted to that person? It's <laughs> got so confusing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, but it is confusing. It is confusing. Um Yeah, so this is going to be different for every person, right? Like there are there there are some queer women who from day one have looked at men and thought, "Nah, that is not for me. No thank you. I want nothing to do with that," right? I never had that experience. I I don't have that kind of like ick feeling, right? And so I assumed that that meant that I had all of the feelings just because I didn't have that like repulsion that some some queer people experience. Um, so the way, so yes, is the short answer to your question. I would experience, and again, I'm speaking personally here because this is very different for everybody. I would experience, I would physically enjoy the act of sex, kind of like, like scratching an itch, you know, like this is a need that I have. This is something that I want. Okay. Let's do this act and it's going to scratch that itch. And, Makes sense. And I have a pretty I'm a pretty sexual person. I have a pretty high sex drive. So again, never questioned it because I'm thinking I'm I'm I have a great sex life. I have a healthy sex life. I have this partner who's attentive and um wonderful. <laughs> But again, looking back, it was always like I, I just kind of want I was just kind of like, okay, let's Let's get this done. Let's do it. You know, let's uh let's get to the finish line here to I didn't I didn't have that that longing or that like excitement over it. I thought I did. I thought I did. And then I started having experiences with queer people and queer partners and I was like, "Oh, <laughs> no, this is so different. So different." Interesting. So you're actually looking to get the relief of pleasure instead of enjoying the whole part of the sexual act. Yes. Is there any type of signs that you can 
tell people they could, you know, look after to understand that they're actually gay. So if somebody is in doubt if they're bisexual or if they're gay, what can be what what should they be looking out for? Oh, that's so tough. It's so different for every person, right? For me, it came down to having experiences. So again, going back to attraction, I thought that I was aromantic, which essentially means a person who doesn't experience romantic attraction. <laughs> I thought that I just didn't experience romantic attraction. And I had taken that as a truth for my whole life because when I was dating men, romance stuff generally made me feel quite uncomfortable. And I thought, ah, this means that I'm aromantic, not, ah, this means that I'm gay and dating men. And then when I started dating women, all of a sudden, like romance stuff, I'm getting like butterflies and I understand what like the love songs are about and all of that. Um, so I would say, just sit down and ask yourself, look at these different types of attraction, picture a potential partner, picture a current partner, picture a fantasy person, who knows, and think about sex Think about romance, think about um, friendship, think about all the different ways this person could be in your life and see what kind of, see what, what response that brings out in you. When I was really trying to figure this out, I would, <laughs> I would, if I would see like an attractive man somewhere and I would think, oh, that's an attractive man. I, I can't be gay because I'm attracted to this, this man. I would imagine myself in a sexual situation with that man. I would imagine myself in romantic situations with that man. And my body's response and my mind's response was like, eh, eh, I mean, I don't really want to do that, but okay. And then I would picture that same man, but as a woman, <laughs> which essentially means I would picture a woman with like the same outfit and the same hair. And suddenly I would pi have picture these exact same scenarios and I would feel very differently. So I think it's, it's fantasy really plays into it, right? Allowing yourself those uh, daydreams, those fantasies and seeing, seeing how it feels. So allow yourself to introspect about that and understand how you would feel, even if just in your mind. Yeah. And it's, you know, it's tough. It's really tough. If you, I would also say, get online, find other queer people. Um, I do, this is a topic that I cover a lot on my YouTube channel is exactly this whole experience. I have videos about kind of the signs for me, how I knew. Um, there's something, you can Google it, called the Lesbian Master Doc. And it's essentially a list of experiences that uh, many queer women who don't know or didn't know that they're queer experience that could be hugely helpful. That's a great tip. So everybody, if, you're if you feel that maybe you're not heterosexual and you want to explore that, get that uh, document and check it out. The Lesbian Master Doc. It's actually quite eye-opening. <laughs> Interesting. I'm going to have a look, definitely. Mm -hmm. um, can you tell us a little bit what are the major differences between being in a heterosexual and being in a gay relationship, if, if there are any? So that question, because I would say there are huge differences, but I'm gay. If I was a bi woman, you know, maybe I would say there aren't that many differences because my attraction is, is similar. I feel huge differences, but that's because I'm also experiencing new types of desire. I'm experiencing new levels of emotion that I 
hadn't experienced before. Um, but to generally women like this is stereotyping, right? And this is society bringing us up in certain ways and telling men they're supposed to be one way and women they're supposed to be another way, which is all garbage. Let's toss that out. <laughs> Let's toss gender roles out 100%, 2021, get rid of gender roles. Um, but women tend, in my experience, are a lot more emotional in terms of like talking about feelings and there's a lot, there's more open communication, but I, I don't, yeah, it, for me, the differences are, I think, because I'm a gay woman now dating women for the first time. So I think that would be, yeah, might maybe a little tough for me to speak on. No, and it makes sense. All relationships are different. So it's, it's hard to respond to that. Yeah. I was also thinking um, exactly how you can be sure that you're not bisexual and you're gay. Sorry, sorry yeah. about pushing this thing, but no, I no, think it's, it's very okay. easy for people to say, okay, but how do I know? So I would actually flip this question on its head. And I would say that I think we put too much pressure on ourselves, um, whether that's in the LGBTQ community or not. I think we put too much pressure on trying to figure out which box we fit in, right? Sexuality is fluid. It can change over a lifetime. It can, it's going to develop and expand and evolve. And if you think, if you're really having anxiety over, am I gay? Am I bi? Okay, then maybe try on the label gay for a little while, right? And see how that makes you feel. I was wrong before, you know, I was wrong for 28 years of my life thinking that I was one way. And now I've realized I'm I'm something different. For all I know, another 28 years is going to go by and I'm going to go, oh shit, I got it wrong again. <laughs> you know, like it's not, it's not, I don't think sexuality is really something that you can nail down unless you're somebody that your experience falls on one far end of the spectrum, right? Which there are people who have those very clear cut experiences. This is my attraction. This is the only way it is. This is the only way it's ever been. For so many of us that fall somewhere in the middle, I don't know if you can say, oh, I'm going to be 100% sure. And that's okay. That's okay. That's a great answer. And that's okay, because you don't need to label it. Thank you so much for actually, you know, saying that maybe some of the questions are not closed. They're not, there isn't an answer yeah. specifically for mm -hmm. that. And that's okay. And that's okay. And it, it's, I understand that it's tough because especially a lot of the questions that I get since posting these videos is there's a lot at stake for some, let's say my experience specifically for women who are maybe engaged, maybe married in these long-term relationships with men and thinking, uh-oh, am I gay? There's more at stake because it's not as simple as just saying, okay, well, I'm going to try and be gay now. You might have to end a marriage. There might, maybe there's kids involved. Like there's a lot there's a lot at stake. So I understand the, the urgency sometimes of feeling like this is something that you um, need to do. And in my experience, I felt that urgency and I felt that panic because it was true. And I needed to end that relationship. I needed, I needed to, to, to come out. And, you know, that happens in straight relationships too where after however many years, suddenly you're pulled towards something else and you end the relationship to, to go explore it. Nobody can answer that question but you. 
certainly. And I, and I like that answer because it makes, it makes total sense. So just to finish this off, I would love to know how you keep your relationship open, exciting and intimate. So I know every relationship is different, mm -hmm. but something that we are very keen on this podcast is to help couples to have a more open and exciting relationship. And when, when I mean open, I need to clarify it. That doesn't mean to open the relationship to other people. It can mean if you, if you want that. But what I mean is to communicate well within the relationship. So I'd love to know what, what you do and if you have any tips for a gay couple to use and oh, to try yeah this is tough I'm still pretty new you know like I'm not I'm not in a relationship at the moment but what I can say is I mean you pretty much said it communication is so important um I can speak to feeling like a quote-unquote baby gay I feel pretty new to the community I feel not so much now but you know a few months ago I was pretty nervous about dating women and sleeping with women and how was I going to be perceived as somebody who somebody who had been with men for so many years in this relationship with a man for so many years are queer partners going to accept me okay kitten I know she wants to be on the podcast too hello um, <laughs> um and what I found is just that honesty is the best policy if you're if there's something that you're Uh, nervous about, share it with your partner. If there's uh, something that's a new experience for you, tell your partner that. If there's something new you want to try, ask your partner. It's, I think it's all, about, it's all about talking. So it's all about communicating, talking, and uh, telling what you enjoy, what you don't enjoy. So mm -hmm. ultimately, a relationship is a relationship. It doesn't matter if it's straight, gay, or anything in between. Exactly. That's okay. And you can still have an amazing relationship as long as you communicate and you try new things. Exactly. Yep. Elena, where can anybody uh, look out and learn more about everything that you do and the content that you create? So on YouTube, I'm Elena Joy, A-L-A-Y-N-A -A -A, Joy. That's my YouTube channel. Everywhere else you can find me as Miss Fender. With two Ooh. R's. Yeah, that was my old, <laughs> my old handle. So Instagram, TikTok, um, Twitter, I'm still Miss Fender. So if you want to know more about the LGBTQ community, Elena is the person to go. Trust me, I've learned <laughs> so much being a straight woman. Um, uh -huh. And I've loved, loved that because it makes me think of so many different things of, and aspects that I haven't before. And it doesn't matter if I'm straight or not, I still should have a broader vision of everything. So thank you so Absolutely. much for providing that content. No, thank you for seeking it out. It's really important to, to learn about perspectives and experiences that are different than your own. And that was Intimacy Play. We hope you enjoyed it. To find out more about Pleasy and how we can take your relationship to the next level, visit pleasyplay.com. Then also make sure to search for Intimacy Play in Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or Google Podcasts, or anywhere else podcasts are found, and click subscribe so you don't miss any future episodes. On behalf of the team here at Pleasy, thank you for listening.